Andrew, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Yeah. How's your quarantine? <laughs> Boston's uh, Boston's treating us well. Gray, gray day out here, but um, you know, roommate and I have have a good setup, and uh, we're we're lucky, lucky and fortunate um, to be able to be healthy right now. So appreciate you um find a little bit of time for uh for people that are joining us um andrew boston is, is a partner at founders circle capital um he spent the last six years building that firm from the ground up um he invested in over two dozen companies uh docusign twilio anaplan carbon black uh, dollar shave club pill pack a variety of others um previously worked at rse ventures um, and is, is a double Harvard grad. So right back here in my backyard uh, was a Harvard undergrad and then Harvard Business School graduate. Um, so really appreciate you finding time. Would, would love to just start with kind of your, your new norm, how, how you're getting used to things um, at home and, and setting up digitally. Yeah, so from a digital office perspective, uh, this screen blocks my garage. Um, so welcome to my garage. There might be a puppy running around. Um, and yeah, for, uh, overall, I think it's not from a venture capital day-to-day -day job. It's changed the context of my meetings a lot. Uh, from a like used used to work from home, I do phone calls and then I go in-person meetings, and you, you kind of do the phone call first and then go in person. Um, and getting making sure that you do your Zoom or you know video early has been really key to me. Uh, it's actually transitioned really well because like a lot of phone calls that you used to do are now these video conferences. Yeah. You kind of like, know each other a little bit better, I think. Um, I still don't, you know, it's still too early to tell us if I like it. I'm like, what, sure. a weekend at this yeah. point? Yeah. Um, but that being said, the the venture job is often pretty uh, pretty solo work most of the time anyways, yeah. uh, where you're kind of going around visiting companies and, and talking to a handful of different folks. So it's not a lot of like FaceTime in the office. Um, which has its pros and cons. So yeah. uh, I think I think it was Sunil at uh, who was at Bessemer and now at Ubiquity who warned me that like this is a really lonely job. You gotta like love <laughs> hunting wolves on your own. Um, and That's great. That that wasn't like I knew that going in, but I didn't like expect how yeah. much a lot of this work would be on your own. So. Fair enough. Good stuff. Um, give us a sense just for people that aren't familiar with sort of what Founder Circle is and, and the, the types of things that you guys look at from a VC perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So we got started six years ago, six or seven years ago. The, the thesis was the growth equity market had a lot of demand in the sense that nobody wanted to take a company public because you know, you didn't have to anymore. There's a lot of regulatory changes on that end, as well as it's kind of managing a public company is not as much fun as people think it is. I think a lot of the times, uh, and there's a lot more regulation and what you can and can't say and all that stuff. Um, so that market was taking off. Uh, and at the same time, there's a, a personal pain point of, um, of secondary liquidity in startups. Where you know you've got a founder who, when he started the company, was you know living in a studio in the marina. As long as he paid his bar tab, he was pretty happy. And then you have like a kid and a wife and all this stuff, and you're still like you're not paying yourself that well, and your company's now sizable. And incentive alignment felt a little off because like this would be you know a public company who would be making a lot more money in the public market with a liquid semi-liquid shares. Um, and then the private market, you just don't see that. 
So we noticed that as an opportunity, especially a way to get a fund off the ground. It's kind of hard to MVP your way into a billion plus dollar fund. So this is, this is where we started out. Uh, and the secondary market's still been really active for us. Uh, we love it. Uh, we think it solves a lot of problems for individuals. We exclusively partner with the companies. So uh, working with the management team and the board to make sure we're all aligned and you know, there's a handful of other ways to solve this problem. Um, but our approach has always been act like a primary investor, no matter the security that we're investing in. Awesome. Um, and just because I know the, the platform, but share, share with others, you guys don't take a lot of board seats. Talk right. about, you know, your interaction with founders right now, how that changes through COVID-19 and, and kind of what you what you yeah. uh, hope, hope to see as, as things evolve. Yeah, so we, we don't take, well, we've taken a, a couple of board seats, but we tend to not lead rounds or take board seats. And the, that thought process came, came from a previous experience where you know, once you have one or two venture investors on the board, the advice from the third is largely the same and the networks might be different and more valuable. Um, but we were thinking, could we focus more on building the individual skill sets behind the company um, instead of doing that in a formal boardroom setting? So we took our time and resources that would go to that and we put them towards 30 to 40 events that we do a year that are very custom catered to CEOs, CFOs, heads of marketing. Um, surrounding them with, you know, with their peers that are building these growth stage companies. I think First Mark's done a great job of this at the early stage, and uh, we're trying to do that for growth execs. So, you know, we'll bring in someone like a, a Dan Springer from DocuSign to chair a dinner with, you know, 15 SaaS CEOs that are all, you know, 18 months away from filing, and he'll start kick off the conversation with, this is what the process was like. This is what I went through. Um, we've also got a CFO course um, in terms of how to be a great CFO and ideally take your company public or at least dual track it um, and countless other things. I clearly can't go to all of them because that would be exhausting, but I do go to most of them. And, uh, and from a, it's all been very much FaceTime oriented, like live dinners, live discussions, live events. And through the last couple of weeks, we've you know clearly had to cancel all of that. And so we've done a handful of these over the phone and on Zoom, which has been great because you've you know, got a Brady Bunch style photo of yeah. all these people trying to trade notes. Um, and the topics really started out, so email threads and Zoom has really been the format so far. Um, and the topic started out as being like, how do I respond to this crisis? Um, you know, what, can we just compare notes on different releases and travel policies and all of that? Um, and now it's all around cash cycles and how are you forecasting in light of a lot of the recent events, what are your unit economics are gonna look like? You know, who knows what retention, what happens to retention and the S&B enterprise. And so there's a handful of interesting insights around you know, who's on the forefront of where this changes and obviously travel gets hit worse than gaming and all this other stuff. Sure. Um, and some, some industries actually benefit from this, like Zoom's included. Uh, Blue Apron stocks been on a wild ride yeah. because of this. Um, and you know, there, there's a lot of open questions yeah. and like, yes, this well, you, is- you guys, are, you guys are interestingly, um, I feel like you're well positioned to at least have a, a, at least a say in kind of how the secondary market evolves. I'd love to just get your take yeah. on, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of founders that wish they had probably taken a little money off the table yeah. for this. 
do, do you, do you uh, instruct them to wait it out? Do you instruct them to see what they can get now? You know, what are the conversations like in the secondary market more broadly? Yeah, I think on the secondary market, I mean, I think like most investors, we kind of gone have gone through the entire portfolio and and worked with them to figure out what cash needs are. Um, and so, if the company, you know, since we only work directly with management to make sure that we're aligned, if the company needs money to survive, we're not going to be using that in the secondary, right? Like that just doesn't make any sense for anyone. Um, and so, we definitely will prioritize primary investing in distressed situations. Um, it's really too early to tell. Like if anyone knows what their portfolio is going to look like in three to six months, public or private investors, I think they're, you know, they're, they're full of it. Um, this, you know, I guess I missed some of the, the full question there, but the secondary market is, it's not on pause per se, but it's definitely trying to understand where new valuations are. Um, and I think you'll see, you're seeing that a lot in rounds. So a lot of rounds had essentially closed, signed term sheets before the markets collapsed. Yeah. And I think you'll see things slow down pretty dramatically yeah. for a few months. Um, let's so let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, the, the source, just from a sourcing perspective, you know, what are the things that you think change um, just around your ability to maintain relationships with you know, uh, frankly, a lot of these, a lot of these deals are done over a 12, 18, 24 month period. I mean, how do you maintain that now knowing that you can only really talk to them over Zoom? Does it get easier? Does it get harder? What are some of the best practices that you think you'll start to institute? Yeah, uh, I, I wish I could tell you. Um, I'm trying to do everything over Zoom that I can, especially harder conversations um, on both ends. Uh, you know, those hard conversations go both ways. I don't ever always get everything I want, it seems like. Yep. Uh, but the you know that's that's been the only thing that's been helpful so far a lot of phone calls i think you just you just pick up the phone and call people a lot more it's less like trying to schedule because people have free time now which is kind yeah. of amazing like, no one's traveling no one's in the air no one has a conference to go to like there's actually a lot of free time so you can kind of pick up the communication cycles a lot faster i think um yeah yeah that's, um, that's been i'm curious just if you think that they're you know, put yourself in a, in a CEO's shoes right now. How are you communicating with your team? What, what are the things that you're trying to um, make sure that they're instilled with um, as, as we kind of head into a, a little bit of uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, confidence is really key. And I think I, I get a lot of confidence from numbers and like metrics and all of that stuff. And that's just who I am. And I think it really depends on what style of leader you are. Um, I'm a very data-driven leader um so it's for me i'd figure out all your cash stuff first and like if you have to do a riff really understand why and how and you know any such make sure it's best for the company um because those are really challenging and really hurt morale um but i think it's just it's there at some level if i'm the ceo i'd be very honest with the company and that like this is something we don't fully understand yet we don't fully understand the the downsides or upsides of this scenario um, but it's, it's live and we're taking all the precautions we can to make sure that, you know, we continue to thrive. Um, through yeah. um, That's super interesting. We had, um, we had Jameson Hill from Bain on uh, a, a couple of days ago and he, he talked exactly about that, just sort of founder transparency and, and the yeah. role of making sure that, you know, people do feel like they're along the road, excuse me, along the way with you um, as, as employees, which, which will be super important. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, I was around for the first, 
down like the first major i don't know at least in my generation i lost my job so i'm i'm paranoid man you're scar <laughs> yeah you have some scars <laughs> yeah. um talk to me a little bit about just the the actual venture environment you know the like the, the coffee chats and the sort of serendipity that comes from just being in conversations with people around, you know, how you may find deal flow in an inorganic way, or excuse me, yeah. in an organic way. I mean, how does, yeah. how does that evolve? How do, how do you find things now? What, what do you think that looks like? In, in coffee food? chats. I wish I had my coffee mug still out. You come in the afternoon, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a different experience and there's not, I don't know if you're familiar familiar with I guess you are uh, with Sand Hill and and South Park and all that, but there's a lot of casual run-ins that no longer happen, right? Yeah. Um, it's no longer like being on campus, that's for sure. So one thing that I've done with a handful of my other you know venture friends is you know we just will schedule. That used to be kind of like a casual hangout or coffee catch up, but we just do a big you know group wide Zoom and we just talk trash. Yeah. Um, Love that. Kind of interesting in terms of understanding where Signal is coming from and how most people myself included missed how big of an impact this this virus was going to have on the economy yeah. um so that's that's been something but in terms of serendipity run-ins conversations it's harder um yeah. that's and it's like well if this lasts for a while i think it does fundamentally change the industry yeah that's really interesting um maybe it adds more efficiency right like the public yeah. markets nobody goes out like very few people go to meet the management team and go meet up with other investors and it's very data driven yeah uh, someone may like a nasdaq private markets or someone or carta may really benefit from this yep. and like you know more straightforward yeah no it's interesting um to talk a little bit about just the role of you know as you as you do make that transition of, of balancing between you know helping portfolio companies that that feel like they should have, you know, your ear and also trying to just monitor founder circle and, and continue to run and operate the business that you're a part of, um, yeah. how you allocate that time and, and how you think about it. Yeah. I mean, the first, first priority I think for everyone is existing portfolio. Um, yeah. I think we've had enough time, you know, clearly not all the time in the world, but to understand that, you know, cash is is going to be a big concern for any company but specific company like specific industries in particular um and so once you kind of go through that work with the management team there's a little bit of a waiting game in terms of seeing if those assumptions actually play out because i'm not on the ground i can't i, I don't make sales calls uh, very often for portfolio companies like it's just hard for me to really add value in that way um and then naturally you start trying to find other opportunities i think but you know we're a weekend from working from home really like three weeks into this whole situation it seems like so still very very early and reactionary i think um, yeah i am i am meeting with some like existing people i've you know i've been following for a while and you know companies were too early and and just re-engaging with folks um but you know first focus is almost always portfolio and i think yeah. that right way to approach it yeah any changes um, just personally around, you know, do, do, you, do you continue to build your day the same as it was before? Like, are you, are you having calls in the morning and, uh, you know, VC calls in the morning, portfolio in the afternoon? Do you try to keep that or do you build a whole new one as you go? I, I routine is good for me. Uh, I've always liked routine. So I do like, I, you know, I'm trying to keep to that the best I can. Um, the house is a little noisier than the office. Yeah. Uh, uh 
you might hear some background noises. That's case in point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, overall, I'm trying to do as many meetings as I can. Um, I'm definitely doing more market research than I was um, just because I'm, there's no way I'm like going to run into someone or go to a coffee, just kind of like shooting texts. So there's definitely more kind of market research stuff going on as well as, you know, just random phone calls, um, yeah. just kinda like it, which may die down over time. I don't know. Um, but it's way more socially acceptable right now to just call people. So absolutely. Well, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you jumping on here. Yeah. And your Boston partner at, uh, at founder circle. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, it's, of course. It's been good to catch up. Um, yeah. look forward to keeping in touch. Probably have you back on here in a couple of weeks when, uh, who knows where we'll be, but when the uh, market's back. Dow's at 30 K. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks bud. Bye.